I'm a gun lover, a veteran, and a family man. I believe in the Second Amendment and responsible gun ownership. I'm Skip, and this is Gunsmoke. Hey y'all, we're back. Okay, looks like we're out of Facebook jail or whatever you want to call it. They re- they uh, reviewed our account and found out that we're not doing anything despicable here, or selling guns or doing anything. We're just here to talk about responsible gun ownership, affordable gun ownership, and just talking shit between us as we can get to it. And so, I guess we're back. I'm not sure, but. It seems to be working so far for how long, only the shadow knows. But anyway, let's talk about a couple strange ones here. It's the Smith Smith Percival Repeating Pistol. Now, on July 9, 1950, Orville B. Percival and Asa Smith patented their design for this gun and arranged for it to be manufactured in Norwich, Connecticut by Horace Smith. Now, this was before Horace Smith and Dan Wesson got together. That would be 1852 and again in 1857. That's when they formed Smith & Wesson. Now the uh, Smith Percival, or Percival Smith, it has two cylindrical magazines below its chamber. And uh, the front magazine contained 24 bullets or balls, and uh, the rear cylinder held powder in its main part and primer pellets in a subchamber. Now, to fire this, First, the gun's hammer is cocked. Then the two magazines are manually rotated, fixed together, to an alignment above the chamber, which means you grab it and you flip them up to the top from the bottom. Now, uh, where one bullet and the powder charge and a primer pellet all drop into place in the chamber. Now, the magazines then are rotated back below the action, put it back down there, thus closing the chamber for the shot. Squeeze the trigger, bang, with a nice cloud of smoke, hearty hip hip, and all that shit, and you're off. Now the shooter then again cocks the hammer and reloading up to 24 times. You go through all this monkey motion 24 times to get this gun to shoot. Now, but a cautious man might be a a bit slow to rotate that powder magazine over the chamber, thinking as I would be... uh, about a glowing ember, cinders, charcoal, whatever, eh? Well, there seems to have been only a few hundred of these uh, 30 or 32 caliber repeating pistols ever made. So they'll be as rare as uh, rocking horse shit trying to find any information about it. I couldn't find anything written in detail about them. And I sat here and and looked through for a good two hours, and I finally gave up and found out what I could and put it on paper. Anyway... I guess that once the gun is shot a bit loose, there wouldn't be as be much to stop a lit powder charge and flames finding their way under the pressure down to the uh, powder magazine. That's kind of handy, isn't it? Anyway, just another guess, but maybe those drilled holes lined along the, uh, the brass casing rotating sleeve may just have been put there to bleed off and relieve any pressure leakage from the chamber. And there it is. There's a warning and that fakes have been made of these things. Anyway, that's all I got for that. 
But anyway, another one that come come interesting was the Porter turret rifle. Now, the first ironclad warship commissioned by the United States Navy, the USS Monitor, proved the effectiveness of a rotating turret. The turret was a concept uh, unique in, in design at the time, and one had never even been tested by any Navy prior to its use on the Monitor. And yet, this simple concept changed the course of naval warship design. The turret was thus a game changer for the warships, yet that's the same thing can be said for small arms. In fact, several notable designs, including the Porter turret rifle, were based around the very similar concept for providing greater firepower to infantrymen. At its core, the turret gun is nothing more than a variation on the percussion revolver cylinder designed by Samuel Colt. Yet, in many ways, it failed because it's essentially tried to improve what already worked while avoiding Colt's pattern. Now, the result was like trying to reinvent the wheel. Instead of offering an equally effective alternative for rapidly delivering rounds, the Porter turret rifle provided a solution that included a truly fatal flaw. Now, let's go back to understanding the situation in which the Porter rifle came along in its being. Now, first and foremost, in the years leading up to the Civil War, gun designers, not to mention inventors, with a little actual experience with firearms, sought to create a practical repeating firearm. Now, firearms design was moving forward thanks to the recent innovations, and innovations including interchangeable parts, and even uh, the world of ammunition was changing rapidly. Now, the first half of the 19th century saw a transition from smoothbore muskets uh, to rifles. However, the big step forward in the pre-Civil War era was the introduction of the percussion system, which meant that firearms could operate reliably in nearly any weather condition. Now, one of the first designs to uh, take advantage of that was offered in 1837 Cochrane, uh, Cochrane rifle which had uh, several chambers encased in a turret which uh, was mounted on a vertical axis, uh, much like the spokes on a wheel. Now this turret could hold up to eight shots without the need to reload after each round. This rifle was marketed to buffalo hunters and early frontiersmen as a way to take down more game. Now the design was not uh, without a significant flaw. However, it, uh, the location of the turret meant that some of the loaded cha uh, chambers would point towards the face of the user. Not good. Now, creating a situation that could be extremely dangerous given the likelihood of an accidental discharge. Due to this flaw, the Cochrane rifle never saw widespread use. Now, however, despite this, its fatal flaw was apparently forgotten all too quickly, and other designers utilized rotating turrets in their own concepts. The most famous, or perhaps infamous, uh, of these oddities was the Porter turret rifle, which was uh, designed by T.P. Porter in 1851. This rifle had almost the most elegant look with a cocking lever that was reminiscent of the later Winchester repeating rifles. The Porter turret rifle featured a 9-shot, 44-caliber percussion cap turret and also was fed from a radial design like the Cochrane design. The turret was rotated and locked by a lever, and uh, in this regard, the design was successful, at least in how individually loaded chambers on the uh, perimeter of the turret were ignited by 
a self-priming side hammer mechanism. And uh, that made the operation of the rifle smooth and reliable. Well, that's at least in theory. As the chambers opened all in uh, all directions, you know, they kind of faced around like a, like a, a wheel. And uh, it also meant that one of the chambers would be pointed at the shooter's face, just like the Cochrane rifle. More ominous was the fact that uh, due to the proximity of the respective chambers, there was a good chance of a row ignition or chain fire which would result in all of the rounds firing sequence, creating an all-too-lethal uh, fatal accident for the shooter. This could kill the operator as well as anyone standing next to the shooter as bullets would literally fly in 360-degree arc from the turret. It certainly wasn't a good weapon for armies that tended to line up in formation during battle because who needs an enemy if only a couple of your rifles misfire and send bullets out of your direction? Somehow, this despite of the flaw that uh, should have been seen as a, uh, a deal-breaker, at least, it was one of the few turret rifles to be put into serial production. Porter was able to contract uh, out rifles uh, in three variations, with a total of some 1,250 rifles being produced in the 1850s. It is worth noting that 300 of the first gener generation Porter uh, turret rifles were produced by G.P. Foster in Taunton, Massachusetts. According to several sources, the second and third versions were produced in facilities in New York City, as both Union and Confederate military planners sought superior firepower. The Porter turret rifle was one of those weapons that came under review. Now, however, now... The Porter turret rifle saw only limited use in the Civil War, as much of its design flaws, marketing, actually played a factor. Even before the outbreak of the war, Samuel Colt, ever the savvy businessman, is reported to have start, uh, started a rumor that his upstart rival, T.P. Porter, was killed in one of his own Porter turret rifles during a live-fire demonstration. Kind of clever, you know. Anyway, in truth, there was no evidence that any users were ever killed, but that fact, along with the rumors that were picked up by a number of newspapers, was enough to essentially kill the Porter turret rifle. It remains a curiosity today among firearms enthusiasts for its craftsmanship and unique design. Even that if uh, it proved to have the potential to be deadly, in the end, the Porter continued to design firearms. None as dangerous or flawed as that uh, turret rifle, though, but never as successful as anything produced by Colt either. However, the porter might be uh, happy to know that his badly conceived firearm is sought after by collectors today, most of whom uh, hopefully know better than to load it and <laughs> load all the chambers when firing it. A fully functional porter turret rifle in good condition can fetch up to $4,000 today. That's not too bad for a rifle that is all too likely to be found on the list of the worst firearms designs of all time. That's kind of an interesting story there, isn't it? Anyway, uh, let you all know, we do have our Facebook page back. That's Gunsmoke Gunsmoke. Log in, put a friend request in, and join the crowd here. Got a nice little clan growing here. And uh, from now on, all our Gunsmoke... Uh, Podcasts will be going on the Gunsmoke webpage on or the page on Facebook. So go to Facebook, Gunsmoke, Gunsmoke. Needed a first and last name. That's how it how it went down. 
So, and then hook up with us. Uh, leave us some pictures, pictures, gripes, or complaints, or whatever you want to do. Also, you can still email us at gunsmoke at yahoo.com. That's G-U-N-S-M, smoke, all lowercase, at yahoo.com. So, looking forward to hearing from you on Facebook. And so, until the next time, y'all take care. <laughs>